What's up, basketball fans? The basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using the code TBPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with a DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now's the time to get in on all of the daily fantasy action with DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code TBPN during sign up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code TBPN and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. What's up, what's up, basketball fans? This is the next episode of LA Courtside Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, and I am your host, LA Ray. And uh, just got through finished watching this uh, Washington Wizards LA Lakers game. I'll start off the first episode with that as I record this on this Wednesday night. We have uh, the Lakers playing, or they just finished playing, and then you have the Clippers and the Suns uh, getting ready to tip off right now. And when that game is over, I will comment on that particular game to end this particular episode. But first, the LA Lakers, Lakers, I'm sorry, 116 to 107 loss to a hot Washington Wizards team. Wizards came in winning, I believe, eight out of the last nine, nine out of the last ten. 11 out of the last 13, something like that. Uh, Russell Westbrook getting triple doubles out of his behind. And, of course, Bat Bradley Bill scoring 40 points. Seems like every game. If he doesn't have 40, he has at least 35. And the Lakers just couldn't keep up tonight. In the first quarter, the Lakers were playing really, really well. They scored outscored uh, the Wizards 35-31 in the first quarter. Anthony Davis started off pretty strong. Andre Drummond started off pretty strong. Even Montrez Harrell came in uh, at the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second. Uh, he went 5-of-5 five five from the field. Uh, during that stretch, ended up with 12 points, but didn't score again after. And I believe this is a testament to the way Vogel runs his offense or does his rotations or 
calls different plays. That has come into question uh, by a lot of L.A. Laker fans, including myself, as uh, some of his rotations are just really, really questionable. But I'll get to that in a second. Um, one bright point for the Lakers in this particular game was Anthony Davis. He played 31 minutes. Uh, did not look like he was favoring his leg or anything like that. He was 10 out of 20 from the field, 2 of 5 from three-piece land. He scored 26 points, as I mentioned, with five rebounds, two assists, three steals. So he played pretty well. It looks like he's rounding into shape. Andre Drummond, as I mentioned, he really started off strong in this game as well. He ended up scoring 17 points himself in 20 minutes, 8 out of 12 from the field, 11 rebounds, and that's really what they got him in there for. He scores points, uh, don't get me wrong, but he's really in there to clean up the boards, offensively and defensively. And what you get from him from the field is really, really a plus. But again, he's sort of rounding himself into shape uh, in shape, meaning getting himself acclimated to the rest of the team. He was 8 out of 12. He played a played a pretty good game for uh, Andre Drummond. Uh, ben McLemore, again, I'll tell you one thing about Ben McLemore, man. This kid is not shy when it comes to the shooting. I guess that's what they brought him in for. Maybe they had a meeting with him and say, Ben, we need scoring. Dude was only 5 out of 16, but he jacked it up 16 times. Jacked it up 12 times from three-point land. Made four of them, scored 16 points. Again, he is not shy at all. At all. I was on the uh, Clubhouse app, the uh, Lakers Nation Clubhouse. And uh, as I mentioned in my previous episodes, if you guys really, really want to have some fun and just talk uh, Laker basketball or just basketball in general, uh, download the Clubhouse app and then look for the Lakers Nation Clubhouse or Laker Nation CH and uh, my man Sam Ryder 7 be running the show on that particular uh, application but they talk a lot of Lakers basketball and uh, one of the things uh, they had a question out there uh, earlier today uh, who would you rather have in the lineup Ben McLemore or Wes Matthews and it was an overwhelming majority that Ben McLemore is the preferred player over Wesley Matthews. I've been saying this all year round. I do not know what purpose Wes Matthews serves on this Laker team. This is no indictment against Wes Matthews. Hell, he'll dribble the ball around me a million times before I can blink my eye. But we're talking about the NBA. We're talking about the Lake Show. We're talking about the championship Lakers. And I don't see him contributing much at all. And again, let me go back to Vogel. You know, one, one game he'll have Matthews playing close to 20 minutes. Next game he'll have uh, 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 McLemore or Taylor Horton Tucker playing 23 minutes. The next game, Taylor Horton Tucker may not play at all. This particular game, Caruso did not play. Coach's decision. Maybe he's just thinking about resting him. In the previous uh, few games, the Lakers lost the two games to Dallas. The one game that Trez Harrell did not play, I, I, I haven't seen any sort of explanation as to why what are you doing arresting a guy uh mark gasol you just wanted to see what he can do on in certain situations in my uh, opinion mark gasol has shown or not shown what he can do all year round it, there was no reason to have trez harrell on the bench that entire game against dallas right now 
This is not the time of the year to experiment with lineups. You, you, you should know what your lineup is going to be moving into the playoffs. That's a game that they could possibly have won against Dallas. Not saying that they would have if Trez was playing, but it was a possibility. So now the Lakers find themselves. They're still in the fifth spot. And depending on what the Mavericks do, the Lakers are only like a couple of games up on the Mavericks. They do not want to go down past or below that fifth spot. If that happens and they end up at number six, and if the aforementioned Clippers stay at number three, look out. Look out, L.A. L.A. Late show. Clip joint. Clipper nation. There's going to be an I-5 series. Clippers versus the Lakers. Now, of course, I would love to see that. Hey, this is L.A. Ray, baby. I've been talking about the Lakers and the Clippers all year. That's what this podcast is all about. And uh, I've always wanted both of them to meet in the Western Conference Finals. Now, if it's a 3-6 matchup, obviously that's not going to happen. They'll play each other in the first round. And it'll still be a bunch of excitement in the L.A. area. It'll be interesting to see whichever team loses, you know, what, what sort of excuse they'll come up with or whatever the case may be. You know, I love all of that action, the trolling back and forth. That's pretty cool. You know, this is kind of entertaining on the, on the Twitter sphere and on that uh, Clubhouse app, as I was mentioning, and, and any other uh, social media platform where those two teams go at each other. But the Lakers, they do not want to move down to that sixth spot. They really, really don't. And every game from here on out is just super, super important. So I don't see the reason why Vogel is, quote unquote, experimenting with lineups. Now, when LeBron James get back and, and and Lord help the Lakers, they need the guy. They need the guy. Well, we all know that. That's not a hot take at all on my part. Of course, they need LeBron James back in this lineup. And once they do that, you know, of course, they'll be whole. I have every confidence that LeBron James will be uh, at least 90% healthy. This guy knows how to take care of his body. And you put him back in that starting lineup. You bring Kuzma off the bench. And now you have... Their starters as Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Andre Drummond, Dennis Schroeder, and KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who, by the way, only shot the ball five times a day uh, for only four points. But he had the unenviable task of trying to guard the NBA's leading scorer this year in Bradley Bill, who had a, I would say, a pedestrian game for him, not well, 27 points. A whole lot of players would like to score that. He played 36 minutes, was 11 out of 18 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3-piece land, scored 27 points. Uh, having said all of that, uh, KCP did an admirable job in trying to guard him. Nobody can guard Bradley Bill when he's on his game. So uh, kudos to KCP for you know giving it 100, 110% and trying to guard this guy. And the Wizards' other, uh, if you want to call Russell Westbrook a superstar, some, you know, some NBA pundits kind of question that. I know one thing, he's been playing like one in these last 10 or so games where he's, again, he's been getting uh, triple doubles out the you-know-what. Now, in this game, Westbrook, check this line out, he only scored 18 points. So you may say, well, you know, L.A., about nothing scored. He only scored 18 points. Yeah, but he had another triple double. In 41 minutes, 7 out of 16 from the field, 8 rebounds 14 assists for Russell Westbrook now Kuzma 
had the unenviable task of trying to guard Westbrook. And in the middle of that game, them two were going at it. I, I kind of thought it was going to be some pushing and shoving and, you know, maybe something a little worse than that between those two. They were really going at it. Looks like Westbrook was sort of trying to muscle uh, Kuzma. By the way, Kuzma with that, uh, this is another thing they were discussing on the on the uh, Clubhouse app. Kuzma with that blondish looking hair. It just kind of looked like Eminem a little bit. Eminem, lose yourself. My man from Detroit, the Motor City. Kind of looks like uh, Eminem with that, uh, with that hairdo that he has. But anyway, you know, Russell Westbrook, man, he's been playing out of his mind lately. So it wasn't really much Kuzma can do with him especially trying to keep him off the boards. And Russell Westbrook is really a, um, a uh, guard and a sort of like a forward's body. I heard that mentioned today as well. The guy is just a beast, man. And uh, Kuzma couldn't do much with him. So the Lakers, uh, again, in this game, you know, they gave it a pretty good effort. They only lost by nine points. But moving forward, as far as LeBron James again, um, you know, who knows? He may be back in a few days. You know, it may take another week, week and a half. I know uh, Adrian Rosnarowski of ESPN was uh, tweeting a few days ago that there's a possibility that he may be back by the end of this week. And if that's the case, that is very, very good news for the Lakers. And if that's the case, then they should just ease him into the lineup, sort of like the, what they've been doing with um, – with uh, AD and, uh, you know, let LeBron James get his feet wet and uh, he'll be fine. You know, the guy's a pro. The guy's a king. King James. You know, he, he, he knows what to do. And they really, they really, really need this guy in the lineup, man. The Lakers moving forward, uh, as far as their upcoming games, they have uh, Sacramento on Friday. You know, it's a game. It's at, uh, it's at the Staples Center. I'm sorry. It's at the Staples Center. It's a game that they probably should win. Now, Sunday, maybe that's the game LeBron James comes back. They play at home against Toronto. And, you know, Toronto is one of those teams where they're sort of like fighting for a playoff spot. So they're not going to come in and lie down. And anytime you got, uh, you know, Lowry on that team and Fred Van Vliet, you know Toronto's going to score some points. Siakam and all those boys. So, Lakers better be ready for that. And then on Monday, May 3rd, maybe that's the game LeBron James comes back where they play the Nuggets, where they may be missing uh, Jamal Murray, who has a torn ACL. But since he's been out, Michael Porter Jr. has been lighting it up. And the Joker is the Joker. The Joker is a Joker. And they also got Gordon from uh, the Orlando Magic. And then finally, Thursday, May 6th of next week, they play the L.A. Clippers. So, you know, L.A. Ray is going to be all over that game. So, Lakers, again, Western Conference standings. They are in the fifth spot. You don't want to go any further down than that. I don't want to see the Clippers and Lakers in the first round. I'd rather see them in subsequent rounds, you know, maybe the second round. They're, you know, my wish is, again, the uh, Western Conference Finals. So, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But they have to play better uh, defense. You know, it's no, no, no disrespect to the Washington Wizards. You know, they have the, you know, the big two scores and all that stuff. But the Lakers' defense really wasn't all that great in this particular game. So they, they're going to have to tighten that up moving forward. I believe if Caruso was out there playing, uh, their defense would have been a little better. Would they have won this game? Not sure about that. But I would have liked to have seen uh, Caruso out there 
to uh, try and stop uh, Bradley Bill himself. Caruso is one of the better defensive point guards uh, in this NBA. So Vogel, you know, no more, no more tinkering with the lineup. Get your lineup together, dude. You're going toward the playoffs. It's only, I don't know, maybe 10 or so games left. Stop tinkering with the lineup. Get your set lineup together. Once LeBron James comes back, just plug and play him. You know, there's no worries there. Plug and play, and let's get going. Late show. Laker Nation, baby. Defending champions. You know, you got to do better. You got to do better than that, what you showed tonight against uh, against uh, the Washington Wizards. So, with that, uh, that will conclude my um, first segment. And uh, when you hear my voice again, it will be after the Clippers and Suns game, which will be a very, very exciting game. I am getting ready to sign off real quick and watch that particular game. And when that game is over, L.A. Ray will be coming right back at you with some analysis on the clip joint versus the upstart Phoenix Suns. All right, all right, all right. It's your turn, Clippers fans. Isn't technology wonderful? Didn't I say L.A. Ray will be right back? Coming right at you after the Phoenix Suns just defeated the L.A. Clippers 109-101. to 109-101, Phoenix Suns over the L.A. Clippers. And let me be the first to tell you, let me be the first to admit that all year long I was downplaying the Phoenix Suns. Never thought that they would be much of a factor in the playoffs. They don't have that much playoff experience other than Chris Paul. No one else on that team really has uh, much playoff experience. Maybe Jamison Crowder a little bit. But... No playoff experience on this team. So I've been downplaying the Phoenix Suns all year round. But now it's just time to give them kudos. Should have gave them kudos a long time ago. They are 43-18, and 18, number two in the West. And with this loss by the Clippers, uh, they probably will not be able to overtake the Phoenix Suns for the number two spot. This is a very, very good basketball team, folks. Phoenix, I'm speaking of now. Very, very good basketball team led by Chris Paul, who is... Obviously, a future Hall of Famer. He was just balling tonight. He was balling. He was showing out 32 minutes, 10 or 15 from the field, 4 of 8 from three-piece land. He just ran the show. He was in control of this game from pretty much start to finish. Phoenix uh, broke out in the first quarter and outscored the Clippers 39 to 31. And from that point on, it was just really, really smooth sailing. Paul George kept the Clippers in the game in the first quarter. I believe he scored like 15 points in the first quarter. He ended up with 25, but it was only so much he can do by himself. They still don't have Kawhi Leonard, who is out nursing a sore foot. And maybe this is just the Clippers being cautious. They want to make sure he's 100% healthy for the playoffs, which I don't blame him. 
in that respect. But without Kawhi Leonard, they just wasn't going to beat this team. And as the uh, you heard on that clip leading into this uh, Clippers analysis, uh, Gangsta's Paradise, old school song from back in the day, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's exactly what the Clippers did. They walked straight into the valley called Phoenix, Arizona, and just got beat by a better team tonight. You can say that the Clippers were shorthanded because they did not have Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, we, we, we can go for that. But I tell you what, even with Kawhi Leonard out there on the floor, uh, I, I still think the uh, Clippers are a better team than the Phoenix Suns. But if they meet up in the playoffs, it's not going to be easy, folks. I can tell you that right now, looking at this Phoenix Suns team. Of course, they have more than just Chris Paul. Devin Booker was 9 out of 19 for 21 points. He was only 1 of 6 from 3 piece land. That's his calling card. But um, 9 out of 19, not a bad night for Booker for 21 points. But it's the role players on the Phoenix that I was really, really impressed with. Mikhail uh, Bridges, 4 out of 8. 2 out of 5 and 3 piece land, 13 points. He played well. Frank Comiskey. Frank Comiskey, 6 out of 8 field goals. Frank Comiskey, back from the Wisconsin days, 13 points. Thought the dude was in mothballs or something, man. Frank Comiskey, he played well. Cameron Payne. Cameron who? Cameron Payne, 6 out of 14, 15 points. 3 out of 6 and 3 piece land. Played rather well. They have some good role players on this team. DeAndre Ayton is a guy that I'm not too uh, impressed with since he came into the league. He's okay. He's a he's a he's a serviceable center. You know, he's not scrubbed by any sense of the imagination like that. But he's okay. He did have 11 rebounds though. He was only two of eight from uh, from the field for five points. But again, this Phoenix team is they're going to be hell to deal with. And if they lose in the, say, second or third round, or if they should happen to get to the Western Conference Finals and lose, you might be able to chalk it up for uh, or with lack of playoff experience other than Chris Paul. But you better come to play. Clippers, Lakers, whomever. Utah Jazz, you better come and play with this team. This Phoenix Suns team is very, very good. Um, Marcus Morris Sr. for the Clippers. Speaking of the Clippers, he was 6 out of 12. Uh, 3 of 7 for 3-piece land for 16 points. Played okay. Zubak did his normal. 7 out of 9. Seemed like every game he only misses 2 shots. 14 points. 7 rebounds. I'm not sure what's going to happen with uh, when Serge Ibaka gets back. I would assume that Zubak is going to keep this starting role throughout the playoffs. We, you know, we don't know how healthy uh, Abaka's back is going to be. But, you know, alas, what a, what, a, what a great backup to have in Serge Abaka. Because when he's out on the floor, if he's healthy, you know, that spreads the uh, floor out a little bit even more for the Clippers for Paul George and or Kawhi Leonard to go to work. Now, the point guard situation for the Clippers, uh, I, did, I wrote an article on um, fansided.com. Uh, the Clipperholics link, and I mentioned that Reggie Jackson is making a case to get more minutes in the playoffs for the Clippers. He's been playing rather well since the arrival of Rondo, and again, you still don't have Pat Beverly uh, healthy yet. He's out with that broken hand, 
uh, in this particular game, Reggie Jackson played okay. Four out of 11 from the field, two of five from three peaks land, scored 10 points, four assists. He played okay. He played okay. Four turnovers, though. That's a few more turnovers than he's been having in the last few games. But um, not too worried about Reggie Jackson. If he plays the way he's been playing for the last, I would say, last month or since the arrival, as I mentioned, of Rondo, Reggie Jackson, uh, he's going to play a prominent role come playoff time. And Paul George, again, can't do it by yourself. Score 25 points, 9 of 21 from the field. Three of nine from three-piece land, four or six from the free-throw line. He also had 10 rebounds. Now, one thing that I noticed in this particular game, uh, again, Paul George, uh, for some reason, ends up playing like the point guard position, even if Reggie Jackson is on the floor, and sometimes even Rondo. I sent a tweet out from my uh, Twitter account. You can follow me on Twitter at, at LA Race Sports. Also, you can follow this podcast at LA Courtside Pod. Paul George is not your point guard, Clippers. He is not. He made a couple of bad passes. Uh, an attempted alley-oop pass to uh, Terrence Mann was pretty horrible. And then right after that, he was bringing the ball up the court and he tried to make a pass. It was a bad pass. I forget he was trying to pass it to and turn the ball over. Paul George is not your point guard. You're either going to have Rondo, you're going to have Jackson, or you're going to have Pat Bev back. Those are the guys that you're going to have to have play the point guard position and let Paul George play from the wing, do his thing, post up, run a fast break if it's there, you know, you know go down low and, and, and do his thing. He's not a point guard. If they are going to rely on Paul George to be the main distributor for the Clippers in the playoffs, that's not going to serve them well, and they will not win. You heard it from me. You heard it from L.A. Ray first. If they try to do that, they will not. The Clippers, I'm speaking of, will not win the championship. Let your point guards play point guard. Let Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play on the wing and just go to work from there. But other than that, there's no shame in losing to the Phoenix Suns, the second best team right now in the West. Now, I did mention in my previous uh, episode that I thought the Clippers were playing the best basketball in the Western Conference. I still believe that. They've won like, I don't know, 10 out of the last 12 or 10 out of the last 13, 11 out of the last 13, whatever it is. They've been playing very, very good basketball. And and a few of those games have been without Kawhi Leonard. So when they get him back, get him back in the fold, maybe in the last few games of the season, get his feet wet, come back in there and just start balling with Paul George and the rest of these guys. And I think the L.A. Clippers would be just fine. I suspect they will be going to the Western Conference Finals, who they play remains to be seen. The Lakers are still in the fold, of course. When LeBron James comes back, the Lakers will be a formidable opponent, and they will be tough to beat. You know, they took it on the chin uh, today, but, uh, of course, they don't have their superstar, the King, back yet. And when they get him back, then, again, they will be whole, and uh, they'll be hell to deal with. So, Again, in this particular game, 109 Phoenix, L.A. Clippers 101, and we move on. We move on. There's only, well, I don't know, about maybe nine games or so left in the regular season. And then after that is over with, we get the playoffs going, baby, and let's see what happens. Right now, again, the L.A. Clippers are in that third spot. The Lakers are in the fifth spot. And I mentioned this 
in my opening segment. The Lakers are in the fifth spot, possibly in danger of going to the sixth spot. What does that mean? A first-round matchup with the Lake Show, the Lake Show, Laker Nation. Laker Nation Clubhouse against the Clip Joint. Clipper Nation. L.A. Clipper. Clipper Nation, baby, against the L.A. Lakers. Boy, that's going to be something. It's going to be something to watch. So right now, I don't care whether it's the first round, second round, third round, Western Conference Finals. Let's bring it on, baby. Let's find out who the best team is in L.A. La La Land. Hollywood. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. Clippers and the Lakers. Let's go. So with that, basketball fans, I'm going to leave it right there. Again, I'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, and also like to thank the Basketball Pod Net- Podcast Network for putting this podcast on. And you can listen to my podcast on any of the platforms where you listen to your podcast, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and again, you can also follow me on Twitter at LA Ray Sports, and you can follow this podcast at LA Courtside Pod. Again, that's LA Courtside Pod. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And lastly, to my podcast listeners, we are still in the COVID environment. Make sure you mask up. Make sure you keep that six foot social distancing, and keep your hands washed all day, every day. And with that, sports fans, until the next episode of L.A. Courtside, peace.